good morning, afternoon, or evening for wherever you may be joining us from today. Welcome to the Life Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy today's message. The Lord will grant that the enemies who rise up against you will be defeated before you. They will come at you from one direction, but flee from you in seven. The Lord will send a blessing on your barns and on everything you put your hand to. The Lord your God will bless you in the land he is giving you. The Lord will establish you as his holy people as he promised you on oath. If you keep the commands of the Lord your God and walk in obedience to him. Then all the peoples on earth will see that you are called by the name of the Lord and they will fear you. The Lord will grant you abundant prosperity and the fruit of your womb, the young of your livestock and the crops of your ground and the land he swore to your ancestors to give to you. Now verse 12 says, the Lord will open the heavens, the storehouse of his bounty to send rain on your land in season and bless all the work of your hands. You will lend to many nations, but will borrow from none. The Lord will make you the head, not the tail. If you pay attention to the commands of the Lord your God that I give you this day and carefully follow them, you will always be at the top, never at the bottom. One more verse I like to read in Isaiah 64, and I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. Verse 1 says, Oh, that you would burst from the heavens and come down. How the mountains would quake in your presence. As fire causes wood to burn and water to boil, your coming would make the nations tremble. Then your enemies will learn the reason for your fame. When you came down long ago, you did awesome deeds beyond our highest expectations. And oh, how the mountains quake. For since the world began, no ear has heard and no eye has seen a God like you who works for those who wait for him. It reminds me of the scripture in 1 Corinthians 2 and 9 that says, but it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. I like to preach this morning with a title, and the heavens opened, and the heavens opened. Let's put our Bibles to one side. Let's raise our hands and let's ask the Lord to open our minds and hearts to receive and understand his word. Let's lose the gift of faith in this place, knowing that where there's faith, absolutely anything can occur. In the precious name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you, God, for the opportunity that you've given us to be able to come into your presence this morning. I thank you, Lord, for what you have already done in this place. But I know it's just the beginning of what you will continue to do throughout the remainder of this service. We ask that you open our minds and our hearts so that we can understand and receive your word. We lose the gift of faith in this place, God, knowing that where there's faith, you can do anything. And we ask that you open the windows of heaven, Lord, and that you pour out blessing upon blessing upon this congregation. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. You can turn to your friend and say, and the heavens opened as you are seated. A few years ago, the government of China grew concerned about the heat wave in Shanghai. 
The Bureau of Weather Modification looked at the situation and believed they could help. They fired rockets packed with silver iodide into the atmosphere. The purpose was to seed the skies, cool the temperatures, and to make it rain. It worked. In fact, China is probably the world's leading expert on opening the heavens and making them rain. If I were a farmer, I would want more information about this. But as a preacher, my interests differ. I'm not looking to be a rainmaker. I'm not trying to artificially open up the heavens. I want to learn how to live under the blessings of God. I want to teach people how to find abundant life. I want to see God's face smile on their lives. Because God continues to speak about this to me. I like to talk to you about a promise we've read today in Deuteronomy 28 and 12. That said the Lord will open the heavens and storehouse of his bounty to send rain on your land in season. And to bless all the work of your hands. It's a promise that's better than a triple A rated bond. It's better than FDIC protection. A promise from the one who never lies. You see, what happens in the natural is an indicator of what is transpiring in the supernatural realm. And I believe that I'm speaking to people who aren't here just to be here this morning. You did not come to service just out of duty or responsibility. Someone came because they believe that God can do something supernatural in their lives. Someone came because they believe that their miracle is in the house. Someone came because they believe God can and will do what he has said that he will do. There's someone here that believes that your presence will make a difference in the church. Someone came with great expectation. I believe that I'm speaking to people who are not just caught up in religion or the culture of just going to church. You're not here to witness the talent or the singers, the musicians. You're not here to just listen to me preach. But you're here because you want God to do something in your life. You long to witness a manifestation of God's presence. Is there anyone here that wants to see God's glory fall in this place? Is there anyone here that wants to feel his presence to be able to hear his voice? If you feel this way, it's because you know that when he shows up, you are healed. You know that when he shows up, you are delivered. You know when God shows up, people are going to be changed. That power comes to us a right mind returns strength comes back and we receive joy in our lives once again what is an open heaven an open heaven is when God's grace and God's power is flowing flowing freely to you an open heaven is when prayers are being offered according to his will and such prayers are answered and needs are met an open heaven is when we have drawn nigh to God. It's when heaven kisses the earth. 
God's presence is observed in our daily lives when the heavens are open. Jesus told Nathaniel in John 1:51, Verily, verily, I say unto you, hereafter ye shall see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. What a promise. Jacob saw the heavens opened and said, Surely this is the gate to heaven. Elijah saw the heavens opened. Stephen saw the heavens opened. John saw the heavens opened. I wish it could be said of all of us today in life, church, before we leave this place, that we also saw the heavens open uh, here in this place. You see, God is no respecter of persons. If he did it for them, he will do it for us today. It is a matter of contrast. That's what Moses writes in his final book. He contrasts a blessed life with the cursed life. Blessings come to the obedient. A curse comes to the disobedient. God said if his people would not obey him, he would close the heavens. In Deuteronomy 28 and 23, he says, The sky over your head will be bronze and the ground beneath you iron. Bronze above and iron beneath. You see, the way of a transgressor is hard. His path is rough. The heavens fight against him. The earth fights against him. But consider the opposite with me this morning. Moses pronounced a blessing coveted by every Israelite. They were farmers. God promised that he would open the heavens for them. And I'll read once again Deuteronomy 28 and 12. The Lord will open the heavens, the storehouse of his bounty to send rain on your land in season and to bless all the work of your hands. God wants the heavens open to us. You know I'm so glad that John the Baptist initially refused to baptize Jesus because we learn one of the most remarkable truths from this passage. John refused to baptize Jesus in water. Jesus insisted saying that we must fulfill all righteousness one translation says in Matthew 3, 15 and 17, but Jesus said it must be done because we must do everything that is right. So then John baptized him. After his baptism, as Jesus came up out of the water, the heavens were opened and he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and settling on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my beloved son and I am fully pleased with him. Notice that Jesus set the pattern early on. Obey him on earth and the heavens will open. When the heavens open. An open heaven brings a new vision of God that changes our perspective. Three men had this happen to them. Ezekiel is the first. Others moaned and groaned in captivity. But as he along the banks of the river Shabar said, I saw the heavens open and I had visions of God. That vision changed Ezekiel and it carried him to places that he could never imagine. Simon Peter is the second. He was taking a nap on the rooftop in Joppa. The heavens opened. A prejudiced apostle had an eye-opening experience. 
when the heavens open. He knew where he had to go and he knew what he had to do. There was a man named Cornelius that was waiting for him. The third man was named John. Do you remember John? Exiled on Patmos, lonely and remote. He got in the spirit on the Lord's day. The heavens opened and he heard a voice that said, come up here. That's what we need. We need a come up here invitation. This is why Revelations chapter 4 verse 1 says, After this I looked and behold the door was opened in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was as it were of a trumpet talking with me, which said, Come up hither, and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. And immediately I was in the spirit, and behold, the throne was set in heaven, and one sat on the throne. Come, John, I want to reveal to you the supernatural. Come, I want to show you things that you still have not seen yet. This is the thing, my dear friends. When we go to where God is calling us to go, when we walk through the doors that God is opening in our lives, he will start revealing to us things that are about to happen. When we walk through open doors, the Spirit will come, and we will see things that go much further than our our own uh, understanding when we climb up to the level where God is calling us to when some of you really step into the anointing that God has already prepared for your life when you climb up and enter into the dimension that God wants you to walk in uh, when you enter into the dynamic threshold that God has been calling you to there is no devil in hell there no, is no demon on earth that can hinder the fulfillment of the task in question and the stir of the supernatural. An open heaven brings angelic visitation. Angels are ministering spirits sent to those who believe. In fact, the Bible tells me that they encamp round about the believers. They are God's agents used by him to accomplish his will. An angel came to Elijah. An angel came to Balaam. An angel came to Jacob. In fact, in a dream, Jacob saw the heavens open and angels ascending into and descending out of an open heaven. I've already mentioned that he said this to Nathaniel. It's only two times that you read in the Bible that the heavens were open and the angels ascended and descended. I find it very interesting that the first time was when Jacob was called. The Lord allowed him to know that even though he could not see what was going on around him, that there was certainly happening something in the supernatural realm, that God had already opened the heavens and that angels were ascending and descending. Then we see Nathaniel. He's sitting there wondering, doubting if God really was Jesus manifested in flesh. We find him laying on the side of the road when Jesus comes up and begins to talk to him and he says the heavens will be open and angels will ascend and descend. We see it in the Old Testament. We see it in the New Testament. I believe that it is a promise for us today as the church of the living God that when the heavens open not only will he send out blessings to his church but angels will begin to ascend and 
to sin. And it's only up to us to be able to recognize that there is something going on around us that we cannot see with our natural eyes. But if we could only connect in the spirit, there's no telling what God will do in the midst of his people. I believe in angels. I believe that there are warrior angels at every corner of this sanctuary. Ministering angels that walk through the crowd in every service. I believe that when the heavens are open, we sense more encounters of angelic beings being with us. You see, I don't order angels around or tell them what to do. But when we live under an open heaven, they begin to move in the midst of God's people. An open heaven brings favor from God. He told those who put him first, see if I will not open up the windows of heaven and pour out upon you an uncontainable blessing. He said, you can't build a barn big enough for what I can do. God wants to do more than you can imagine. He wants to do more for you than you can possibly conceive. There won't be enough years for you to praise him for what he is about to do in your life. Like Joseph, eventually there's no more room to contain the blessings that are coming in. And the silos begin to overflow. When the heavens open, when do the heavens open? Do they open when rockets are fired toward them like the Chinese fired? Kind of, sort of. God opens the heaven in response to his church, but not because we're throwing up rockets. It's when people begin to pray. When we begin to pray, he opens the windows of heaven. This is why 2 Chronicles 7, 13 and 14 says, If I shut up heaven that there be no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face, And turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven. And I will forgive their sin. And I will heal their land. When we humble ourselves in repentance and say, God, the heaven is shut due to my disobedience. My wickedness or my unbelief. God hears. And not only does he hear, but he heals. And after he heals, the heavens are opened. Is there anyone here that has a praying life? Do you have a repentant life? If you do, then you can say, I'm living under an open heaven. When people are tithing and giving, he opens the heavens. This is something that I had to put in my message if I was going to talk about the heavens being opened. Because Malachi tells us in chapter 3, Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house. And prove me now herewith. Saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. We always stop there. You should give your tithes and your offerings so that you can be blessed and the heavens will be open. But verse 11 says, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. You see, when you give what you're supposed to give, not only do you receive blessings, but our God rebukes the devourer for our sakes. 
And then the word keeps saying, and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground. Neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, saith the Lord of hosts. What could this possibly mean? Is it meaning that we're outside planting? No. But every seed that you have planted through the city, every person that you have invited to come into the house of God, when you are faithful in all things, every seed that you have planted, every person that you have invited, every family member that you've been waiting to come into the house of the Lord, the Lord will allow this great and bountiful for harvest to come into your church rob God rob yourself stop giving the heavens closed give the heavens open bring your tithes into the house and bring your offerings and watch what will happen God will bless you not just small blessings but abundant blessings when people are praising and worshiping he opens the heavens when we lift him up, we get lifted up. When we open our hearts, he opens the heavens. Remember the oldest book of the Bible. Job talked about the science of hydrology. How water vapor ascends into heaven. Forming clouds that spread across the sky. Then return as rain. Job asked, can any understand the spreading of the clouds or the noise of thy tabernacle? When we worship God, it is as a vapor that arises into the throne room of God. It's then collected, but returned as answered prayers to his people. When the praises go up, his glory comes down. Let me say it one more time. When our praises go up, his glory comes down. That's why in the midst of a worship service, you can be worshiping God. A call can be made for you to come to the front and healing will occur in your life because when your praises go up, the glory of God has got to descend. John saw angels carrying golden bowls. Filled with the prayers of the saints. Prayers that ascended to heaven like incense, the Bible says. When the angels poured them out back on earth, the Bible says that thunder and lightning came with them. Worship opens up the heavens. Are you a worshiper? Do you have a tendency to praise God only when things go good? Or do you praise him at all times? If you praise him at all times and you're able to shout, I'm living under an open heaven. And you can expect the heavens to stay open. We must expect it. We must expect for the heavens to remain open. You see, Samaria was in a famine. It looked like everything was gone. But there was a prophet named Elisha in the land. Second Kings tells us in chapter 7 in a particular version of the Bible, Elisha said, listen, God's word, the famine's over. 
this time tomorrow food will be plentiful. A handful of meal for a shekel, two handfuls of grain for a shekel. The market at the city gate will be buzzing. The attendant on whom the king leaned for support said to the holy man, you expect us to believe that? Trap doors opening in the sky and food tumbling out? You'll watch it with your own eyes, he said. But you will not eat so much as a mouthful. Sure enough, when the city heard that there was food to be had, they surged toward the gates, and the man who did not expect an open heaven was trampled and did not receive one single benefit of the blessing that was given upon the people. You will leave here today with a promise or wondering what happened in church. You will either leave triumphant or trampled. Somebody is going to leave here today under an open heaven. What you may have not realized is that there is a yoke-breaking anointing in this house. That there is a sickness-breaking power in this place. That there is a poverty-breaking spirit in this house. Are there any real people in this building today? I'm talking about people who aren't afraid to admit they have a problem. People who admit they've been struggling with being faithful to the house of God. People who will admit they've been struggling putting God first. Are there people in this house who admit they struggle with unbelief? They struggle with fear. I struggle with doubt. Sometimes I have anxiety. Are there any real people in this house who aren't afraid to say that they turn to the arm of the flesh sometimes more than we turn to the spirit that we trust in our own understanding too often that we get lost in our own fears and our own remorse that we get detoured through regrets that sometimes we lose hope we lose out we lose track we lose desire if you're able to admit this like i can it's time for you to get ready because there is a fresh revelation coming there is fresh insight into your situation in god's word the greater the battle my friends the greater anointing you will receive when you're on the other side a breakthrough anointing I've learned the greater my attack, the greater my anointing that will come after the attack. Friends, if your failure wasn't fatal, then it was for your future. Your failure was for your future. You might say, I was an alcoholic, I was a cheater, I was a prostitute, but it didn't kill you. And you're in the house of God today. If my failure was not fatal, then it must be for my future. If it didn't kill you, God's not through with you. You can come to your feet. If the overdose didn't kill you, God's not through with you yet. If the car wreck didn't kill you, God's not through with you. If depression and oppression didn't get you, God's not through with you yet. There's still a blessing coming your way. I feel some power in this place. 
Every weapon that's come against you, every spirit that's tried to lie and defeat you, it has got to leave. Someone has to say, devil, you've had me long enough. It's over. This depression is over. This loneliness is over. It has got to go right now. Friends, the greater the attack. An open heaven is pouring out a greater anointing. More revelation coming my way. More power. More strength. More joy. More angels working on my behalf. You see, up until the day of Pentecost, it was always that God was with us. And if God be for us, who can be against us? But on the day of Pentecost, things changed. The heavens were open. It was no longer God with us, but God in us. And if you've never experimented joy unspeakable, if you have felt an emptiness inside your heart, if you feel so lonely when you lay your head down, when you go to sleep at night, if you've tried everything and nothing has worked, it's because God has been calling you to Him. He would like to open the heavens upon your life today. He would like to pour out blessings. He would like to fill your heart with joy, with gladness. And he'd like to fill you with his Holy Spirit. You might say, but Sister Jessica, what is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is when God comes and resides within us. It is evidenced by speaking in other tongues like Acts chapter 2 tells us. When this happens, not only do we feel joy, but we feel strength. Not only do we feel strength, but God changes our lives forevermore. Would you close your eyes throughout the building? I feel that today God not only allowed you to come for this service, but it's because he wanted to redirect your destiny, wants to change your life forevermore. If there's someone in this place who has never received the gift of the Holy Ghost, never has spoken in other tongues, never has felt this joy, I don't want to embarrass you or make you feel like you're on the spot so everyone with their eyes closed. Would you raise your hand and say, I've never, never, and I'd like to feel this today. We have some that are raising their hands across the building. Not only did God promise us the gift of the Holy Spirit, but we read in Deuteronomy that he would change our lives in every aspect. He said he would open our wombs. If there's any here that needs a miracle in their life, would you raise your hand for just a second so that I can see you? So many people that need miracles. 
So what I'm going to do now so that no one will feel like they're embarrassed or put on the spot, I'm going to ask as many of you that would come to press your way forward. Because as you take a step of faith, you see, I could go to where you're at and I could pull you out and tell you what you need. But when you take your step of faith, God sees your faith and it just takes a little bit of faith. In fact, the word of God says that it takes faith the size of a grain of mustard seed, the smallest seed that has ever existed for him to be able to do something on your behalf. If you could keep pressing forward, I feel the power of God in this place. I feel that he's going to fill people with his spirit. I feel that he's going to do extraordinary and unprecedented miracles in this house. As you come to the front, would you raise your hands in the air? And I'm going to make some declarations over you. We are here to decree and declare that there is a generation that's rising up today. Ready to stand at the gates of hell and not allow one more friend or family member to enter into a life of eternal damnation. We are here to decree and declare that we may have had to go through what seemed like hell. But what we have overcome no longer has authority or power over our lives. We are here to decree and declare that we will no longer be complacent. We will no longer be tolerant. We will no longer stay in a stupor that lies between sleep and full awakening. We are here to decree and declare that we will no longer allow the enemy access to our minds minds or to our hearts we are here to decree and declare that we live in this world but we are not of this world we are anointed we are the head not the tail we are here to decree and declare that we're not ordinary people we are extraordinary we are here to decree and declare that we will not settle for the natural when the supernatural is just within our reach we are here to decree and declare hell take your hands off of what belongs to me we are here to decree and declare it may have looked like I have fallen devil, but rejoice not against me, O oh my enemy. For when I fall, I shall arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord will be a light unto me. We are here to decree and declare, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. I am here to decree and declare that anyone needing the gift of the Holy Spirit will receive it before they walk out of this place. We are here to decree and declare, Satan, you are already under our feet. You are already defeated. Would you raise your hands now? Would you receive the blessings that God has on your life? We lose the gift of faith one more time in this place. I prophesy today that the mightiest outpouring of the Holy Spirit to hit life church will happen right here, right now. I prophesy that what happens today will bring audacious authority and holy boldness that will turn your city upside down for unprecedented revival. I prophesy that healing in every form will begin to happen and it will give you the confidence and audacity to lay hands upon the sick and they will recover. Will you raise your hands and will you receive what you need from God right now?
Thank you for joining us today. We pray this message spoke into your life, your heart, or whatever situation you may be going through. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us at lifechurch.ca on Instagram. And on Facebook, search Life Church, and you will find our navy blue logo with the letters LC in the middle. We thank you for your support and love you all. Have a wonderful week and God bless.